0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts, where your Tipsy hosts Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey guys! Hello. Oh, that was a listen, sultry. Voice.
1: <laughs> I am going to have a husky voice. I have a sinus infection and ear infection, so this is just what you get. That's like what you brought back husky. from Florida. It's what I brought back from Florida. I warned you. I said, I will be here tonight, but I will have one functioning ear and a husky voice. <laughs> mm,
2: I'd rather have a half a Lindsay than no Lindsay at all. <laughs>
1: Thank Aww. you. That's true love. I'm on antibiotics, but it has not cleared.
2: It will. I have faith. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Well, what should we talk about tonight? We it, did a group project. We did a group project on a on a cryptid. Should we call it a cryptid? I think it's,
0: well, it's a mythological creature, is what they defined it as.
1: Mythological creature. Wow. Okay.
2: Also known as Wendigo. Wendigo. Or.
1: Wendigo.
2: Sing this one. You ready? Nope. The, the flesh eater of the forest.
1: Flesh eater of the forest. Okay. I like flash
2: eater. The flash eater?
1: Flesh eater of the forest. Oh,
2: okay. Beautiful. I like it. It's got a ring. Do you want to know what it is?
1: I would love to know what it is. Okay.
2: Please tell us. <laughs> the Wendigo is a mythological creature or evil spirit originating from Native American legend and is based out of the northern forests of the United States and Canada.
0: Oh, Canada. hmm
2: Legend says the Wendigo was once a lost hunter. During a brutally cold winter, this man's intense hunger drove him to cannibalism. Uh-oh. After feasting on another human's flesh, he transformed into a crazed man beast, roaming the forest in search of more people to eat. Okay. Another form of the story refers to the hunters in a Lost in a Blizzard who resort to cannibalism, and the punishment for cannibalism is to be transformed into a wendigo. Hmm. The Wendigo is said to be a cold weather creature with most reported sightings occurring in Canada as well as colder northern states of the United States. It has been compared to both Bigfoot and a werewolf, which would be an interesting mashup. Mm-hmm. Mashup. Some describe the Wendigo as a rotten deer that stands on two legs with human limbs. Ew. That is a sight. It would be. I'm just thinking of like... Big, like, juicy, meaty thighs and Mm -hmm. calves, and Mm -hmm. then a a deer body.
1: I could have done without the word juicy. Juicy calves. (laughs) (laughs) Nice calves. (laughs) Uh,
2: But it's generally described as a giant humanoid, almost 15 feet tall, with a heart of ice and a foul stench, appearing emaciated. I love the word humanoid. Humanoid. (laughs) It just sounds so cool.
1: (laughs) It's such a weird word for you to love.
2: i can't help it I, I love what i love so appearing emaciated and that's said to be attributed to the idea that he is forever hungry and never satisfied with his cannibalistic urges that is a curse
1: he will never be satisfied
0: oh gosh don't make me start <laughs>
1: it's a hamilton song oh, No, i didn't
0: do
2: it i wanted to
0: no but i spared you thank you I'm just just know that it's in
2: my head. I'm gonna it's gonna going to keep going. On right. <laughs> it's going in my head, yes. too. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. Okay, right, go on. Native author Basil Johnston described the Wendigo as, quote, gaunt to the point of emaciation, its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones, with its bones pushing out over its skin, its complexion the ash gray of death. And its eyes pushed back deep into the sockets. The wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from separations of the flesh. The wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition, of death and corruption. That oh. sounds
0: horrifying, all of it.
2: So, some reports describe it as having large, sharp claws and massive eyes, but there are obviously variations about its speed and agility, with some reports claiming it is unusually fast and can endure walking for long periods of time, even in harsh winter conditions. Other reports say that it walks like a in a haggard manner, as if it were falling apart. But the Wendigo doesn't rely on pursuing prey in order to capture and eat it. It can also mimic human voices to lure people away from civilization. Don't like that. Humanoid voices? Humanoid voices. Thank you for clarifying. So they've been lured away from civilization, and once they're isolated in the wilderness, it attacks and eats them.
0: (gasps) Maybe that's what happened (laughs) in the Hinterkaifeck murders when they lured them to the barn. Yes, it was the Wendigo. The Wendigo in Germany. The Vindigo.
1: (laughs) The Vindigo. The the Canadian (laughs) Wendigo went to Germany.
2: Who's to say it couldn't happen?
0: The Vindigo. Got it.
2: (laughs) Another variation is that the Wendigo is an evil spirit that can curse humans by possessing them. And once it has infiltrated their mind, it turns them into Wendigos as well, giving them insatiable greed and a similar lust for human flesh. One of the most famous cases is the story of a Native American man named Swift Runner who murdered and ate his whole family and later claimed to be possessed by a Wendigo spirit. He was hanged for his crimes, and his case is not isolated. There have been several similar cases. So most of the Wendigo sightings happened between the 1800s and the 1920s, and only a few reports of the creature have surfaced since then. The most recent was in 2019, when there was a mysterious howling in the Canadian wilderness that people thought might be the wendigo. No, not an animal. It's a wendigo. I'm sure they didn't look into animals at all. Thank you for asking. One hiker said, I've heard many different animals in the wild, but nothing like this. I'd love to hear it. That is the folklore of the wendigo.
1: Ooh, he sounds awful. Or it. It. It does not sound like a pleasant being. Was it the cannibalism that turned you off? That was a red flag. (laughs) Generally,
2: (laughs) cannibalism is bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I gathered that. No good. (laughs) No good. So Boyson kind of touched on um, people being possessed by the Wendigo spirit. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this. It's called Wendigo psychosis. Mm -hmm. So this occurs in situations such as desperation where people are starving and needing food and having no other choice but to eat others a.k.a. the cannibalism. Treatment for Wendigo psychosis, though, don't don't fear. There's treatment. The first is ingesting fatty animal meats or drinking animal grease. Okay. So satiating an appetite? Soak up the spirit. Oh, okay. All right. And then the second is (laughs) killing them so you know they don't eat people. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so, solid choices here. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I can treat your psychosis. You either got to eat this animal meat and drink the animal grease or I'm going to shoot you.
2: Mm-hmm. I'd i choose think. to eat the meat. I yeah. would too.
1: Do you get a choice? Not always. We'll uh-huh. get into that. The first really report of Wendigo psychosis was from the – I'm going to butcher all of these names, y'all – the jesuit relations which was chronicles of the jesuit missions in new france and this was written and published from 1632 to 1673 Ooh, she old yes she real old so i say new france this was parts of canada and parts of america now but back then because america wasn't discovered yet they called it new france These missionaries from France came over to various um, indigenous North American tribes and basically were trying to spread the word of Jesus and then wrote about it and these Jesuit relations.
0: They wrote about Wendigo
1: psychosis? They wrote about their experiences there, but while they were there, they wrote this. Quote, These poor men, according to the report given us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people we were seeking They are afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of all of these species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them more than a canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men like veritable werewolves and devour them ferociously without being able to appease or glut their appetite." ever seeking fresh prey, and the more greedily, the more they eat. This ailment attacked our deputies, and as death is the sole remedy among those simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. End quote. So basically, they talked about, they came upon this tribe, and they were cannibals, but they were talking about how they would just pounce upon, they didn't care if it was a woman, a child, they didn't care, they were acting like werewolves, is how they said yikes so that is the first that really people heard of wendigo psychosis although it wasn't called that then boyson touched on another famous case of swift runner who was from alberta in winter 1878 swift runner and his family were essentially starving um his eldest son even died of starvation so he butchered and ate his wife and five remaining children the weird thing about it was though they were only 25 miles away from um Hudson's Bay Company post which had emergency food supplies so close enough that he would be able to go there and get food for his family before you know killing them and eating them so because of this people believe that he had the windigo psychosis basically because this does not seem like a last resort like if something's within reach 25 miles away you wouldn't kill everybody and eat them so he did eventually confess and like Boynton said he was hung for his crimes Another famous case is Jack Fiddler. This is not really his name, but this is kind of his Americanized name. Was he on a roof? (laughs) I think so. (laughs) No. (laughs) It took me a second. I was like,
2: what? It's the first thing I think of when I hear Fiddler. Fiddler,
1: Fiddler. yes. Uh, No, his name, he was a medicine man, and I think his name, it means he who stands in the southern sky. Oh, he was, like I said, he was a chief and a medicine man, and he was known for his powers of defeating the Windigos. He claimed that he had defeated 14 of them. Hmm. So, he wasn't really using the eating the animal grease method. He was just killing people. Okay. So, he would kill them. Sometimes they would ask to be euthanized once they realized that they had the psychosis early on, or the family members would come and ask So this is in the early 1900s, 1907, and his Jack and his brother Joseph are both arrested for homicide by the Canadian authorities. So this is kind of when Canada, their authorities, they're called the Mounties, (laughs) (laughs) they are trying to get into these settlements because at that point the settlements are governing themselves. They're not falling under Canadian law. So two members of the Northwest Mounted Police, a.k.a. the Mounties, heard of this story and realized um, this guy is defeating Wendigos but he's essentially just killing these people okay. so they took this as an opportunity to arrest them for murder but also introduce mm-hmm. Canadian law into their tribe and they said for most of the tribe the Mounties were the first white people they had ever laid eyes on Wow, it's interesting. So this trial was picked up by the media and they printed all these sensational headlines about murder and devil worship in the tribe. And the police saw this as an opportunity for both fame and advancement. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jack did escape captivity, um, but he ended up hanging himself and was found dead later that day. Basically, he didn't want to go to jail. Joseph went to trial and an eyewitness testified that, yes, they had killed an individual who was, quote, in deep pain and incurably sick but he killed them according to the custom of their people. And he also testified that both Jack and Joseph were the ones who were asked to euthanize the sick to prevent Wendy- the Wendigo from taking over. So Joseph was sentenced to death, but his case was appealed and he was ordered to be released, but the order came three days after his death in 1909. So because the tribe lost their leaders, they had no choice but to accept the government role in the Canadian authorities. So the Wendigo psychosis has been argued by psychologists, anthropologists, and ethnographers. Some argue that Wendigo psychosis is a fabrication, that it's the result of naive anthropologists, that's a quote, I'm not calling them naive, (laughs) taking stories related to them at face value without observing or digging deeper into it. Others argue that there are several credible eyewitness accounts which could lead to Wendigo psychosis being an actual historical phenomenon. Frequency of Wendigo psychosis decreased rapidly in the 20th century, mainly because the tribes were coming into more contact with European ideologies and less rural lifestyles. James B. Waldram he wrote in a 2004 treatise about the Wendigo and psychosis and behavior health in Canada, particularly in regards to the indigenous people. He wrote, No actual cases of Wendigo psychosis have ever been studied. The Wendigo, however, continues to seek revenge for this attempted scholarly execution by periodically duping unsuspecting passerbys like psychiatrists into believing that Wendigo psychosis not only exists, but that a psychiatrist can conceivably encounter a patient suffering from this disorder in his or her practice today. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a burn. (laughs) I enjoyed that. They're like, try me. (laughs) Try me. He said, Wendigo psychosis may well be the most perfect example of the construction of an aboriginal mental disorder by the scholarly professions and its persistence dramatically underscores how constructions of the aboriginal by these professors have, like Frankenstein's monster, taken on a life of their own. Ooh, I don't know about that. He's basically saying this thing was never real, but people have bought into it the ICD-10 which you know we know you guys know is like the bible for physicians mm-hmm. has every single diagnosis and medical disorder there is actually does classify Wendigo as a cultural specific disorder and it is described as rare historic accounts of cannibalistic obsession mm-hmm. symptoms can include depression homicidal or suicidal thoughts and a delusional compulsive wish to eat human flesh some controversial new studies question the syndrome's legitimacy, claiming cases were actually a product of hostile accusations invented to justify the victim's ostracism or execution. Okay. So, it is in the ICD-10. I found that interesting. Very. If it's in the ICD-10, it must be real. Yeah. It must be real. Must be something that somebody came in with.
0: All right, so some Native Americans understand the Wendigo as more of a concept or a metaphor versus just the big scary monster that's often depicted in traditional folklore, which, don't get me wrong, I've seen several pictures of the Wendigo, and it is horrifying, actually. Sounds
1: terrifying from Boydson's description.
0: And there are two different images. Did you see that there's like a one that looks like kind of more like a person? Yes. Humanoid. A humanoid? (laughs) Yeah. Or a zombie, (laughs) if you will. And then the other one that looks like a dead deer.
1: I don't know if I've seen the humanoid one. I've seen the dead deer one in movies. Yeah. Which isn't,
2: that's what I was going to say. So Hollywood has kind of taken the dead deer and run with it. But the most common, you know, true to the natives Mm -hmm. description doesn't involve a deer at all. No. It's like a werewolf or Bigfoot combined. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So as a concept, the Wendigo can apply to basically anyone or anything that may be imbalanced or perhaps a little too full of themselves. So if someone was considered as quote unquote imbalanced, both with themselves and with their community, these individuals would often be thought to be afflicted by the Wendigo spirit. So you guys kind of touched on this, but it's more of just like a theory of what might be happening to this person. And these people would likely unravel and destroy the balance around them. So, for example, one story depicts a situation where an individual who was a rapist became a Wendigo. And their crimes desecrated the sacred site. And the Wendigo must therefore be killed, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, because they threaten the reservation safety. Right. So it's not necessarily because like of their individual problems, but because of what they're causing around them. You can't go around eating people. Or raping people. Yeah. It's terrible. So in addition to the Wendigo as an individual person, it can also be described as movements or events that have negative effects. An example of this would be colonialism. The Native Americans described those responsible for taking their land as Wendigos because it threw the natural world out of balance. So anybody came over and colonized the land, they considered to possibly be Wendigos or uh, a Wendigo was responsible for that happening. Hmm. Also, take a shot every time we say Wendigo. Mm
1: -hmm. And you will be on the floor by the end of this episode. (laughs)
0: This is number 176. (laughs) Um, The Wendigo can also apply to any pattern of domination where one group dominates or violently destroys and displaces another group. I'm assuming they're talking mostly amongst tribes, but it could probably also be in colonialism and somebody coming over and destroying lands. So some have said that the Wendigo is an agent of social cannibalism and knows no borders. They suggest that all cultures have been visited by shape-shifting Wendigos of some sort. And the implication here is that the Wendigo is an expression of a dark aspect of human nature. The drive towards greed, consumption, and disregard for other life in the pursuit of self-aggrandizement.
1: I don't know what that word means.
0: Thank you for asking. I had to look it up. Okay. Uh, basically, means that they are full of themselves, pompous, or have narcissistic tendencies. Okay. They're cocky. Yes. <laughs> so, if you had those tendencies, then you might be flagged as having wendigo psychosis. Okay. <laughs> Some scholars have observed that two major commonalities amongst stories from the indigenous cultures are that they typically take place in areas that have harsh climate. Like Boydston said, and starvation often occurs in these areas. They state that the Wendigo symbolically represents three major concepts that would be the embodiment of winter, hunger, and the personification of selfishness. In Algonquin traditions, the Wendigo, <laughs> the Wendigo doesn't appear randomly or in violent response to colonialism, which I found interesting because that's how you hear about it. Right. But they're saying it's because of more of a specific set of circumstances. Not exactly sure what that means, but basically it's different than how it's portrayed in most lore. Okay. So the Wendigo is a great character for a horror movie, as you mentioned, right? And it's been used as the inspiration for several films, but my favorite was probably Antlers on HBO from 2021. Did you watch it yet? Yes, I have. I knew you had. (laughs) That's why I was asking. Is that...
1: I don't want to spoil it for someone who hasn't seen it. Is that the one where it looks more like a deer figure? Yes. Yes, I I mean, have. it's
0: like on the cover of the movie, so yes. I don't think you're spoiling okay. it.
1: So what did you think? Do you remember it? It was fine. Okay. It was – I liked it, but I like – it's found footage, if I'm remembering correctly. Isn't no. it? No. No?
0: It's not found footage. It's uh, Guillermo Guillermo de Toro. <laughs>
1: Then I have not did seen I it. His name. You know what I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about.
0: I just thought it was interesting. It was a unique perspective on it. I thought it was done well, and I thought the imagery was really good.
2: I was just sad for the kid.
0: Well, yeah. It was very sad. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was pretty creative and kind of scary. Not super scary, but I must say, when I was looking this up, I was the most surprised to see it. A, a wendigo appeared in My Little Pony Friendship is Magic.
1: What? I did read that, yes. In My Little Pony? <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, and also in the Christmas special of DuckTales.
1: Okay. What?
0: I don't know, man. I don't make the rules. A Wendigo. I think that the My Little Pony episode is actually titled The Wendigo. Wendigo.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, my children will not be watching that. (laughs) I don't know what movie no, I'm I I'm curious
0: it. and I need to Google <laughs> that episode. I mean,
1: it
2: can't be that scary if it was in My Little Pony and DuckTales. Yeah, but The Windigo itself is horrible. Yes, and it's about cannibalism. And and- so uh, the win- the first time I was exposed is during the TV series Grimm. Oh, it was listed there, I but remember I never that watched show. that. So I yes. didn't list it. Which it was pretty similar to what it is now mm-hmm. and i don't know but my little pony I, right i never have watched it but i don't think that i would associate my little pony with uh, scary folklore i mean i did no. watch it
1: <laughs> and i watched my little pony a lot because my daughter's obsessed with it no
2: <laughs> i need you to watch it and let us know what you think it must be one of the old school ones I probably have seen
0: it. Maybe that's why maybe that's why maybe I developed why, a fascination maybe.
1: with horror. I don't know. You're like a humanoid creature on my little pony. Yes.
0: I love humanoids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw another movie and it's found footage style and it's like an deer antler like creature chasing them in the woods. Um, I don't remember what it's called.
0: There's one on Netflix like that and it's set over there in the UK over there.
2: Over there.
0: Yeah. Over yonder. (laughs)
1: Across the pond. I'll
0: find it. That was a good one, too.
1: I don't remember what it's called, but I remember it was found footage.
0: So, you know, overall, the Wendigo can be kind of a touchy subject because we are touching on Native American culture, so I want to be sure and be clear that we are trying to be as respectful as we can, but also tell the story of what is available to us. Yes. To tell everybody that it's out there. So basically, the Wendigo is the definition of evil to most Native American culture, and it is taken very, very seriously to them.
2: That's all I have for you. It sounds, I think, out of all the cryptids or humanoid things that we've done, this is kind of the scariest. Yeah, I actually Googled because... I was thinking, well, maybe this is
0: kind of similar to like a skinwalker, but we're up in the like more northern region, Canada region. Maybe they're calling them different things and different because skinwalker was more south, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are differences. And uh, mostly it's that Wendigo. Wendigo has a lot more to it, to be honest with you. And the skinwalker, it, it has to do with them wearing the pelt or the skin of whatever animal they want to turn into. Right. Whereas the Wendigo is like the true definition of evil, but also kind of seems like that is what they use to explain when terrible things happen. And I'm not saying like as an excuse, but like they truly believe that that is what's happening. And I'm sure it is horrifying. Mm-hmm. So you did that story though about skinwalkers. Do you notice a big difference in the story? Or do you think maybe there's like a similarity there? No. Really?
2: I think that they're both kind of scary and you know the unknown and the seriousness of their attacks mm-hmm. um but i think in my opinion they're completely different
0: okay which i think they are in the native american culture as well mm-hmm. shoot i mean that's me in my ignorance i just didn't know so i had to google and figure out i'm learning no, i don't it's, know it's,
1: it's fair it's fair we are cryptid <laughs> experts here
2: <laughs> yeah. cryptid enthusiasts i'm Enthusiast, learning yes <laughs> we enjoy them we are not experts yeah
1: yeah unless it's aliens
2: now that
0: that i can talk about (laughs) all day either way it sounds like a very scary thing and i certainly don't want to have an experience with one no it makes me afraid to go to canada
2: or the northern states oh but canada's so nice they are but they've got some like the the nahani valley and now wendigo but they got the mounties the well, so Mounties cannot protect if you. If your police force is the
1: Mounties, it's because they mount a horse, a moose. Remember, they oh, ride yeah, they the mount moose, moose with
2: right. their wide hip pants. That's right. Yes,
1: we've encountered them before. Yes, we have. We love How them. How I forget?
0: I don't think they're going to save you from a Wendigo. I think
1: it's it's over. Except they were kind of dicks in this story. Yeah, they were really. Those
2: guys are probably retired now, though. Oh, they're probably dead.
1: It was like 1907,
2: which means they're retired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Retired to the grave. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate retirement. Ooh. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in this week for our cryptid lore legend. <laughs> lore, Lore legend. I don't know what to call this. It's our extra episode about the Wendigo. The Wendigo. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com.
2: Please give us a five-star rating and a great review. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, it really does help, and we really appreciate it.
1: All right, guys. Thanks so much. We will catch you next week.
2: Okay, bye. bye. Bye.